1: Welcome to the Wire's Wednesday MBA DFS podcast, sponsored by DraftKings. I'm Joe Bartle, and join alongside me, as always, is Ben Miller, Ben, we had some we had some success based off of Monday's lineup. Uh, you might have had success. I'm, I'm not sure. I was. <laughs> You're right. I might have had success, <laughs> save for the Tyson Chandler switcheroo that I had no idea was coming, and of course came right near lineup lock. Right. If you put Greg Monroe in there and say you decided not to listen to my advice and you wanted to have Demarcus Cousins in there instead of Anthony Davis, which was completely fine and I understood yeah. that that would have been a full 100 points and close to near 400 point threshold on DraftKings just using my lineup. Yeah, Cousins. Oh man! Over a hundred points on DraftKings. That's in part because he had twenty plus rebounds, forty plus points,
2: and oh by the way, he had a triple double. Yeah, that that's absurd. Over a hundred points. I didn't even think that was possible. I'll be honest. Like that's that's wild.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it was it was crazy to see, and I, I honestly didn't get a chance to watch the game unfold. But I would, really would have liked it. No, me too. That would too. have been an yeah. interesting one. to right. see how everything's going. And, of course, the Bulls on the other side thinks, well, when you have a score of 132 to 128, there are going to be ridiculous numbers that are put up. Honestly, I'm surprised Anthony Davis didn't get more. Yeah. And if he would have gotten one more rebound, he would have triggered the double-double bonus on DraftKings, which would have been a significant boost in points where he was at. But the price you're paying, if you made those just two small choices, that would have been near 400 points. This is a far cry from for <laughs> 250 on FanDuel here. I, I feel... I know. This I'm, is... I'm this New start This I'm is DraftKings I'm rolling on DraftKings I'm not liking this dude. This is yep. killing me I'm getting confident That's the problem Watch <laughs> it out Alright well let's get to DraftKings uh, Wednesday Nine game slate going on I think I think I mean honestly There's a couple of ways You can do your lineup But truthfully You're looking at a Bulls 76ers Eight o'clock I'm sorry Seven o'clock Eastern time tip off game That's going to have A huge impact On the way you want To set your lineup And that's where we're Going to start our Dialogue and, and diving Into this nine game slate Say you want to start Jerrying Grant, the point guard for the Bulls, who is expected to be the starting guard once again, with Chris Dunn still out due to the concussion. Of course, 76ers allow a lot of points to that point guard spot, and Jerry Grant's done pretty well. He scored over 50 points last time around when we did this podcast, so it makes sense to have him out there. He's a bit higher priced, and we'll get to that. I'm sure that's yeah. a bit of your concern, but let's just say... The audience wants to have Jerry and Grant in there. The other value play, I think, at the guard spot is going to be uh, Timo Lua Cabaret. The, the, well, I guess at this point, he's probably the de facto starting point guard for the 76ers because TJ McConnell is out with a personal injury. Jared uh, Bayless is out with a wrist injury. Fultz is still out doing whatever he needs to yeah. get with his shoulder. He's by virtue going to be getting 30 minutes tonight, and he's under 4K on DraftKings. Those two in there lock up two of the three guard spots, two of the four, if you want to include a utility. How do you want to structure your lineup? Because you're really kind of tying yourself to those two guys.
2: Well, that's actually, I like that a lot. I like being able to pay down at that spot a little bit. um, Because when I look at the center spot on this, in this lineup, I I hate everything that's below like 7,500. I have to pay up for center. So I think this, first off, this allows me to do that. So I really like that. Um, After that, it's tough because I, I there are a couple other guards on the slate that I like so I like an expensive guy like chris Paul um who I'd probably have to use a utility uh you know spot for or something like that well he could use the guard too right the the, the original guard spot yeah
1: but going back to your point if there aren't Big men, and I say big men being a power forward or a center spot that you feel comfortable using under six k well, I imagine that makes it tough to find a utility spot, so that you very well could have to use Chris Paul yeah. as a utility and maybe find a cheaper guard somewhere else that 's the potential possibility for yeah
2: that. no I, yeah definitely um, I, I think it it just allows us to kind of fit in you know the big men that are expensive i, I think that's that 's what makes this slate so nice for me that 's why I like it that much is we got these guards who are fairly reasonable. Even even a guy like De, uh, dehunte Murray too, you know he's he's reasonably priced as well. So there's a bunch of guards in there um, that really make this slate nice where you can you know pay up for big men.
1: And I'll say there's a bunch of big men too that have intriguing. There, I mean, of course there is the Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins still hanging around, and they're by far yeah. the highest priced players on DraftKings. But there are some guys I'm not gonna say mid tier value, but the seven thousand and eight thousand range even closer to 9,000 like LaMarcus Aldridge that have been consistent for a while now that you could utilize for a variety of different spots and you're getting the price savings with those two guards. That's why I think it's important to emphasize the strategy, the one you want, you want to use when there are already two guard spots, you're kind of locking in if yeah. you want to go any other direction as far as paying up at that center forward spot. Right. right. All right. Well, let's touch on some of the injuries that are affecting Wednesday's nine game slate, starting first with the jazz and Pistons, a seven o'clock Eastern time tip off. Rodney Hood is out with that lower leg injury. So that means more Alec Burke and then Reggie Bullock's on the piston side of things is available with the thumb injury, but probably not going to be playing. So Stanley Johnson and gets the benefit of the minutes there. Of those two main injuries for the Jazz Pistons, I think, obviously, Alec Burks is going to be the guy that you could potentially use in your lineup. But,
2: frankly, his price was such where I didn't feel comfortable putting him into my lineup. Yeah, I mean, he's he's had like 21 and 18 minutes, so it's not like a huge boost for him. Uh, I'm I'm probably still avoiding him as well.
1: I mean, this isn't a great matchup overall. The Pistons are an okay team defensively. Gobert is back now and getting back into the swing of things, so there isn't really the need to be... Utilizing somebody else offensively, of course, there's still guys are gonna be scoring besides Gobert. He's not really that big of yeah, an offensive right. guy. Just one of those things where I know Burks is gonna be able to provide the three point shooting, but where he's at right now, even with the minutes increase with Hood out, I don't feel comfortable using him at this Me point. either, me either. Going over to the Suns Pacers, which is a very interesting stacking game if you wanna go that route. Marquise Chris will be out again with the hip injury, so Dragan Bender is still starting at the power forward spot, but frankly, if you look at his numbers, you wouldn't know he's starting. I mean, he's scoring <laughs> under 20 DraftKings points down The last couple of nights, we had talked about him on Mondays. Maybe an intriguing name. This is another great matchup. Given that Pacers struggled defensively, stopping the spot, and this is again with Miles Turner questionable. I'm I'm surprised that
2: Bender isn't doing as well as he is given the minutes he's been getting. Yeah, he had that that two game stretch where he had like 43 and 32 Fanduel points. So like that's that's his top upside. That's that's what you'll get if he blows up. But um, obviously, like you said, since then it's been absolute crap. So there's no way I'm going there. I, I mean, he's getting 28, 30 minutes. So it's not like his minutes have dropped at all it's just he's lacking production so i'm out on that as well and he's just a little under 5k
1: too if he was in the you know the 3k 4k range that might be something i'd consider and i know that we shouldn't be quibbling about a 400 or 500 difference but you do it all the time, so I feel comfortable <laughs> doing it for me as well. Definitely. I Always do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just
1: don't know about it. It like,
2: matters, Joe. It matters. Yeah, I don't know about that.
1: I, <laughs> I don't know about that. But I'll, I'll give you there that in this situation, I don't feel comfortable given the price tag that he's at. And even with the minutes, he's not getting the production. So I'm steering, I'm steering away from that. I'm kind of steering away from Sabonis, too. Even if Turner comes back, he's still been getting his, mon- his minutes. Uh, Fast and Furious Dom is going to be getting that production as far as the minute goes. But you look at his drafting stuff and where he's priced, again, that's a situation where you're talking about people uh, over 7K that you like, under 7K you don't like. Well, here's one of
2: those guys under 7K that you're not comfortable using as a big guy. No, and you, you like the matchup. Obviously, you're going up against the Suns. It's going to be an up tempo game, so you like that. But I agree. At the same time, the potential for you know Turner to come back, the price is, is just a little too much for me absolutely over to the
1: pelicans horn at seven o'clock eastern time tip off of course kemba walker is circling in trade rumors but uh that really hasn't affected things so far for the Hornets. and there's not really any new injuries for the Pelicans side of things going back to the hornets kid Gil- kid gilchrist is probable to play with that foot injury that's kept him out for a while and cody Sell- Go- cody zeller i should say still remains out with that knee injury anthony davis demarcus cousins your two highest priced players on wednesday's nine game slate we know what Cousins just did. We just saw it. We know what his top production can be. Do you feel comfortable using him, though, against the Hornets?
2: I'd say I feel comfortable. I would. I'd feel comfor- uh, comfortable doing it. Do I really want to is the other um, situation there. I, it's nice. Like we like we mentioned at the start of the pod, we have the ability to pay up for him because we can fit a guy like um, TLC in there and some some cheaper guard options. but. I'm, I'm leaning off those two. I, I think there's some better, more expensive guys that you can take a look at you that are you know priced here down that are like a little bit better. I just, I just don't, I don't want to pay that far up for, for, for cousins, even though he just went off for that, for that monster outing. Davis
1: is a thousand dollars less than when we were talking about on Monday. So he was at eleven thousand eight hundred. dollars yeah. He's now priced at 10,800. That's literally screaming. Ben should like this guy. more. I know. More. But I know. Then of course there's the Anthony Davis tax that comes with potentially <laughs> him being out whenever randomly for whatever injury that might occur.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd feel way more comfortable with Davis, obviously, than than Cousins between the two.
1: I I agree with you, but then I look at that 100-point 100, 100 scoreline, and it's like, wow. <laughs> this is what he can do. We've seen Anthony Davis go off for stretches of time. Yeah. I wonder if DeMarcus Cousins isn't due for a just go off for a stretch of time type of deal. I don't want to go that route. In fact, I'm going to use the other guy, the other big guy in this matchup. That's Dwight Howard. I, it seems counterintuitive given how much we're talking about Anthony Davis and De- DeMarcus Cousins and how big those guys are. Howard's not going to be getting a lot of blocks, but the Pelicans do allow a lot of scoring to that center spot. And I think DraftKings scoring, but also just scoring in general, they yeah, allow. Yeah. I kind of am intrigued. And I think that that might be a little bit one of those plays where you look at Anthony Davis, you look at DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, they're so big guys. They're not, not going to be able to stop or they're going to be able to stop whoever's in front of them well actually the numbers say otherwise that the pelicans allow part of the top five most DraftKings points to that center spot howard's gonna get a double double that's gonna happen so you're gonna right. get that bonus when it comes to that at 8200 you're kind of setting yourself up for around 40 points at least in a double up lineup i think howard might be a sneakily
2: consistent play i mean he's had over 40 fan or the kings points in uh, the last four games so that's great um that's also brought his price up though so that's that's starting to worry me a little bit there. Obviously, this is the $500, $600, $600 price change you're talking about that I worry about. This is it. Stop um, quibbling over <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't like that he's up to you know 8,200 here, but um, I think he is super consistent, obviously, when he, he's going to get like 15 boards a game. It's crazy. Um, he's, he's super with, consistent with that. Yeah. Even with Cousins
1: and Infamous right. there, I think Howard is going to get those. And it's not so much that those two guys won't be getting it for the Pelicans, but simply put the team that he plays for the Hornets—they don't get many rebounds besides Dwight Howard, right, besides right. the big guys. So there's just more opportunities out there. So long as an injury doesn't surface, uh, and like Frank Kaminsky gets ten minutes or randomly or something like that, yeah, yeah. I think that Dwight Howard actually ends up being a decent play that a lot of people are going to stick their
2: nose up right away when they see the matchup. Right. Yeah. It, it, it is tough just because of he's going up against two superstars, but um, I, I could definitely see the see the slight intrigue there.
1: Absolutely. We'll move over to the Bulls, seventy six or seven o'clock Eastern time, tip off. We already teased at the top of the hour, or top of the podcast, I should say. Chris Dunn is going to be out with a concussion for another game, so that means Jerry and Grant gets the third straight start. Of course, Denzel Valentine's been seeing some minutes, but again, certainly hasn't been seeing DraftKings production. I think Jerry and Grant is a very reasonable play at the point guard, shooting guard, guard, utility spot, whatever you want to do in your DraftKings lineup. He's sitting at 5,800. That's a higher price, but of course, he's been doing really well when he's been getting the minutes the Seventy Sixers is a great matchup, but that's without T.J. McConnell, Jared Bayless, Markel Fultz all out. J.J. Reich included in that conversation. I think that Jaron Grant almost ends up being
2: a must-play. Do you agree with that statement? I wouldn't say must-play. I'd say must-play if he was about 50... 50- about 5,000. I'd say he's a must play then. I'm rolling my eyes right now. No <laughs> one can see this, but I'm rolling my eyes because it's only an $800 difference, but yet who must play for is not an $800 difference. No, definitely game. not. Um, no, I do like the play though. Obviously he's, he's played extremely well the last two games, you know, starting, you know, filling in for done. I think, um, he's a guy that kind of does it all. I think I mentioned this on Monday that he gets the you know points, he gets rebounds, he gets assists. He does kind of everything as, as a guard, which you don't always get, um, so I like the play I do I think he, he's got potential for that multi-category production there to to kind of give you that that solid base number again Timoteo
1: Luau Cabro, TLC for short that's the last one gonna be saying his <laughs> name so TLC that's what we're going with now for the future is probably the biggest value play on this slate And that's again because TG McConnell Jared Bayless Markel Fultz, JJ Reddick. who say that five times fast I, 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 can't. That's I right. can't that's right that's right that's <laughs> why I'm the professional I'm the leading, leading host <laughs> exactly here. uh that's why I think TLC is going to be a value play at under 4,000 in double ups. You should be expecting around 40 or 50% owned rate, depending on how big your slate or how big the people are in this tournament that you're in. That being said, I still think it's one of those things you have to have in there. If he gets over 30, uh, 30 drafting points, you're already set at the value that you need him to. And I fully expect that to be the case given all the minutes he's, he's expected to be getting.
2: Yeah. He played 30 minutes in the last two games he started, you know, obviously the last two, even against, you know, a tougher Memphis squad who was hurt. Um, He had, you know, 26 Fanduel points. Um, He had 24 Fanduel points the previous one. He's not really getting anything other than like, he's not doing anything other than scoring. So that's obviously super concerning, but at his price, I think there's plenty of plenty of upside there. So I'm, I'm, I'm locking him in for sure. Absolutely.
1: Moving over to the Raptors, Hawks, 730 Eastern time tip off. No real injuries to note for either squad in this. Of course, the the Hawks, we've been talking about this all year, bad defensively, the center spot. I thought about getting Valanciunas in there. Didn't want to try it. I thought about maybe even going with Serge Ibaka as the Hawks have been struggling at the power forward spot. But I looked at Serge's numbers and I said, no, no, not going Serge at all. So is there anyone you feel really comfortable using in this game? Because it's a surprisingly decent matchup where I don't know if I find value in any of these. I
2: I really don't like anything about this game. I, like you said, I actually looked at Serge too. I saw his price. I'm like, Ooh, that's, that's a nice looking, looking price. But yeah, he's been brutal. Um, I'm avoiding that. I'm I'm avoiding Valanciunas. I, I like, The guys in the top tier at center, so I'm not. I'm not touching him there. it's really not much in this game.
1: If you told me Valanciunas was
2: going to get thirty minutes, I might be a little bit more understanding. But
1: he's had four games, two which he's seen over thirty or close to thirty, and two that he's seen less than fifteen. That's avoid avoid avoid. Yeah, way too big of a swing for me to feel comfortable going that direction. Right? No, I'm yeah, I'm avoiding that tenfold tenfold all right Rockets Mavericks eight o'clock eastern time tip off we already talked about Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins as some of the highest priced players on DraftKings well here's your other highest priced player James Harden and I don't blame him. I don't blame DraftKings for the pricing because, of course, the Mavericks aren't great defensively. There's not a lot of injuries to note for the Rockets side of things. Uh, Chris Paul is kind of getting back to the swing of things on offense too. The Mavericks just Devin Harris out with a concussion. Maybe more minutes for JJ Beret, Yogi Ferrell, Nurkins, Noel, Seth Curry, Dorian Finley, Smith all out. They've been out for a while. Not really a big factor in terms of DFS on either side of things. Really in this matchup. Yeah. I know, and I'm going to be foresa- I know I'm foreshadowing, but I know Chris Paul guy that you're interested in how about james harden though if you weren't going to go the chris paul route he's 1300 dollars higher than paul do you feel comfortable using harden if you really were effective the price savings
2: i do i do i I did think about playing him um the price it is it is tough because he's had a few kind of stinkers lately um i'd feel comfortable playing him though he he was probably one of the few top guys i originally looked at that i that i wanted to use um still i like i honestly like chris paul even better in this matchup i feel like he can harass those young guards um but i i'd feel comfortable with harden if if someone asked me if if they should play him the mavericks allow the most points again not drafting his points but the most points
1: to the point guard spot overall and drafting wise they've allowed quite a bit i think at, they're going to be at least top five i would imagine they're probably even closer to that so your point remains that one of those squads that he should be harassed for the most part. I think yeah. he steals is an important part too. We know that Chris Paul is a better defender than maybe. Well, we know that Chris Paul is talked about as being a better defender than maybe he is, but he still gets the production. He gets still gets those counting statistics. And that maybe might be one of those where, okay, he could get that. My question to you is, though, do you think Paul is in a position to benefit from that double-double bonus on DraftKings? I don't know if that's the case. And that's where he gets that value that you're hoping to get 40 to 45 DraftKings points it's going to be coming on the back of if he can
2: get those assists or not. I think I think he does have that that opportunity. This is one of the higher over/unders on the night, so it's going to be an up and down game. That's that's plenty of statistics all around. I think this is an easily easy game for him to potentially grab, you know, 10, 11, you know, assists. It looks like he's had about four double-digit assist games in like the last 10 or 12 or so. Um, so not bad. Uh, I, I like that against, uh, against the Mavericks. I think he could definitely do that.
1: My other concern, and I don't know if this is really so much of an issue when it's a, a Texas rivalry in which this is what this... I know the Mavericks have struggled thus far, so rivalries are kind of built when teams are both pretty good, but there still is that interstate divisional stuff that's going on. I wonder if the Rockets end up getting too far ahead and they have to pull some of these guys out, and therefore you're losing your opportunity
2: at getting these bonuses that DraftKings is providing. That's always a worry. Um, I feel like... We, we, I used to worry about this a little too much, and, and it doesn't happen as, as often as we, you know, think it does. So I, I, I really, I really don't. I'm not that. That doesn't scare me. It's worth noting the Dallas Mavericks actually allowed the fewest DraftKings points
1: to the shooting guard spot overall. So if you're looking at paying up for James Harden, who is again the second highest player on Wednesday's nine game slate, just keep in mind you're expecting to get a lot of points. Maybe some rebounds, and that that might be it. Like so, the, just just keep that in mind. I'm I would rather pay up for a big guy. I think you're getting up more guaranteed double up production, yeah. than as opposed to a guard. But if you hit on that guard, and we know James Harden can be hit on, obviously, <laughs> I'm not just trying to make a, a Khloe Kardashian reference here. <laughs> if we know Harden has the potential to go off. There is a price to pay when it comes to that, though, if you're looking at acquiring his high price. Moving over to the Spurs Grizzlies, 8 o'clock Eastern time tip off on the Spurs side of things. Imagineably is a game time decision with the thigh. Paul Gasol is a wrist game time decision. We, of course, know Rudy Gay, Kawhi Leonard already out on the Grizzlies side of things. There was a myriad of guys injured on Monday. A little less so now Tyreek Ill, or Tyreek Evans I was gonna say Tyreek illness which would actually be <laughs> feels like a good well rapper done. name yeah. that's a good rapper name but I'm not <laughs> sure an NBA name Tyreek uh, Evans is going to be game decision with the illness if he's out more modern chalmers Andrew Harrison Wayne seldom Jarrell Martin if he's able to play with that knee injury he should start at the power forward spot because Michael Green is out with the ankle injury James NS calf injury Char- uh, Chandler Parsons out with the knee injury and of course Mike Conley will be still out for an extended time so Tyreek Evans, I think, is the big name to watch, and frankly, might yeah. be one of the biggest injuries overall on Wednesday's nine-game slate. Do you have any sense as far as where that might end up leaning towards his stats? That is,
2: uh, it's tough. There's, they kind of it's kind of like a, a committee approach that they use there. Um, you know, usually I would think it'd be Mario Chal- Chalmers jumping in there, um, but I, I really don't like any any three of those you know guards that we're considering here: Chalmers, Harrison, Seldon i don't like it i don't think there's guaranteed guaranteed you know production for any single one of those guys um so still rather go for a guy like tlc jerry and grant um for price wise even if these guys are you know cheap
1: I'll say I, this. Do we know if it's a Tony Parker game or not? Like, do we know if Tony Parker is going to be active? I can see given all the injuries of the Grizzlies are going on. This might be one of those where the Spurs just choose to rest some of their veterans. So Paul, uh, Paul Gasol is already a game time decision. Ginobili is already a game time decision. Yeah. It might just simply be a better strategy to sit those guys, including Parker, in which case to Murray ends up being a really interesting name as far as price goes against a depleted Grizzlies squad.
2: Yeah. If, if, I'll be honest to begin with, I hate that. I like, like three or four guys in this game just because of how slow grinded out it's going to be like on both it's, it's going to be brutal yeah. on both sides of things and i still I, I love aldridge um and like you just mentioned murray murray's a guy that i also you know I, i'm definitely interested in at forty eight hundred, his price has gone up a little bit but popovich did say tuesday that um, murray's the the guy moving forward so they're passing the torch from parker to him it's gonna be murray starting for the rest of the season you um, know what that means though you know that
1: Patty Mills is getting 35 minutes. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's how the Spurs work. We had talked about this in an earlier podcast. We didn't know whether it be a Murray or Mills game. We were leaning towards Murray, and then yeah. Patty Mills gets 30 points, eight assists, and we're like, well, damn it. We just messed that whole thing up. I recognize what Pop says and what Pop says goes. But that is the risk that you have
2: to take when you're playing Dehante Murray is that they can go any number of directions any given night. Definitely the risk, but there's a lot of reward there. Look at last night's line. 49 Fanduel points he had last night. He had 19 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, seven steals. Obviously, he's not going to get seven steals again. Um, but he's, this, this is one of the guards that is one of the best rebounders I've seen for a young guy. Um, he's had 10 rebounds, seven rebounds, seven rebounds, nine in the last four games. That's, that's absurd for, for a young guard. Still super cheap, 4800 I love the price. He had 28 fan DraftKings points the game prior. Um, so I love the play. He, he does a little bit of everything, defense and offense. I'm going with him again.
3: Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When you're looking for a credit card, get one that wins awards. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best of Awards winner for Best 0% Intro APR and Balance Transfer credit card. It provides a great way to pay for large purchases over time as well as consolidating other card balances. And speaking of award winners, the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best Credit Card for Dining Out or Ordering In. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. Get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. If you're into cash back or travel rewards, U.S. Bank has credit cards that feature those benefits too. Check out their full suite of credit cards at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
1: We joked about earlier, uh, leading into the podcast, that we should just have a, a dinger or something whenever time. Whenever Ben <laughs> saying Fanduel points instead of DraftKings points, because it's the point. I mean, you just corrected yourself there, but there was one just I know, seconds ago that you just completely said Fanduel points <laughs> instead of DraftKings. One of the uh, f- faithful listeners, I encourage you guys to keep a running count every episode as to how many times Ben says Fanduel points instead of DraftKings, because for the most part, I've been I've been right on with the switch. But your red face over this here, is tough, man. <laughs> you've been You've been hurt. You've been hurt the most from this it's, it's killing me man <laughs> every time and i just get a, a little why smile going on Wily smile i don't say why so oh, it's not damn, a letter that's... smile but a wily smile going over. every
2: time you say Fanduel instead of DraftKings. it, it gets me every time this is tough it's, it's tough we're professionals ben this is what we're supposed <laughs> to be able to do i'm getting there i'm getting right. draft
1: kings instead of Fanduel when we're talking about the points on the sponsored podcast I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can. That's all we can ask for. Moving over to the Timberwolves Trailblazers, 9 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. Jimmy Butler is doubtful with the knee injury, so more Bielitsa potentially starting at the small forward spot. He was a value player we talked about on Monday. Ended up being pretty good dividends. I feel comfortable using him. However, he is now into the bend threshold where he is priced much higher than he was on Monday and therefore is someone we need to consider about if we want to use that value player or not.
2: Yeah, he's up 1300 that's much higher. that's scary, but he was a minimum guy, you know, it's not like he's moving into the, the mid tier He's still like the bottom bottom quarter bottom third. So I, I still like to play, you know Butler is doubtful. So he's not gonna play. I, I, I think it's great. He played 35 minutes 37 fan points That's the Damn. sort of upside he has <laughs> that's the sort of that is the sort of upside he has so i like to play again even though he's up a little bit i'm just gonna start making a
1: ding noise myself i thought maybe i just do it on the podcast and find a way to do the no i'm just gonna say ding out loud and just stop you mid feel free yeah, you might as well <laughs> this is how we have the conditions i need, I need to learn you. my lesson <laughs> so conditions i agree with you though i think Bielitsa is actually a really interesting name i'm not scared off about the 4300 really it's only you that gets scared off by the major uh price increases overall so I still think, as far as looking at value plays, it ends up being TLC. Jerry and Grant for under 6K isn't necessarily value, but I really believe the 76ers and given all the minutes he's going to get, that is a value play. And we should mention, though, I'm going to go back to the Bulls 76ers. This could be a Zach Levine game, too, right? I mean, he's coming off that major injury. He's really starting to get in the flow of things. In fact, I think on the to wire News update, there was something saying that Levine was going to get more minutes moving forward. This is a perfect time to do so. I still think Jerry and Grant is interesting enough at under 6K that I want to have in my lineup.
2: Yeah, in terms of uh, Levine, it, he's on a 24 minute restriction still. Apparently, he's in line for increased minutes after Wednesday. After Wednesday. Um, so, literally, this is the arbitrary. So, date that's after inside. tonight. Yeah, this is this is for some reason they just want to I keep it down. I know there's
1: probably some science behind this, but I just get I roll my eyes every time they're like, all right, after Wednesday is now when his despite the fact we're missing one of our prime guards, we're just right. going to go ahead and say after today's game. It, it's like they. Yeah, they they just want to make it look like they're being careful when really it really doesn't matter. That's actually a really good way of putting it. All I know is I've been burned way too often assuming people are going to not play very much. I think back to Batum who was coming off a broken something or another and he still plays 30 minutes right away. Yeah, I know that the Hornets are a different team than the Bulls, but still, I I don't trust these coaches when they say that. When a push comes to shove, you want your best guys in there. That is Jerry and Grant at this point, but I think it's also Zach Levine too.
2: Yeah, Levine, he's 5,300 I can't go there. I know. I know,
1: I know, especially when we're talking about restriction, and we're talking about minutes. Right, fifty three hundred's a lot. I just, I wouldn't be surprised. That's all I'm going to say. Right, um, no, I'm not going to go that direction, but I wouldn't be surprised. Rounding out Wednesday's nine game slate is the Clippers Celtics ten thirty Eastern Time tip off. That'll be a great game to watch. But good God, I don't know how many people I want to really use from the (laughs) DFS perspective. DeAndre Jordan is doubtful. So I think the one guy that ends up being interesting is Montrose Harrell. Willie Reed probably benefits a little bit. Of course, we have Gallinari, Austin Rivers, Juwan Evans, all going to be out for the Clippers side of things. I used Teodosic. He was okay on Monday. He wasn't fantastic. I certainly am staying away from Teodosic now. I wonder if Kyrie Irving is not more of an interesting name. I didn't really consider him in my lineup, but as far as the guards that were higher-priced, it's not like the Clippers have been fantastic defensively. Maybe Kyrie Irving ends up being a guy that, you know, is a potential to go off scoring wise, but could maybe sneak into the conversation for a double
2: double. Yeah. He's not even a guy I really considered or even saw on the slate, but I agree. It's I, the late game stuff. I
1: mean, you look at the yeah. 30 games, you're like, ah, oh, you know, you just skip past it, but he actually is kind of intriguing.
2: He's had a ton, a ton of DraftKings points lately, 44, 60 and 42. Um, played really well only 8600 i'd I'd, I'd use him i I think i think i have no no reservations of him against the clippers i mean they're they're injury depleted don't have a lot of you know defensive guys up um you know in the back it's not like they have patrick beverly he's done for the season so i think that'd be a fine play
1: clippers are very firmly in the pack in terms of along points to that DraftKings spot point guard wise uh really last five games they've been pretty good overall i think that's more due to the schedule They just haven't faced that many star players if you look at the numbers a little bit more they actually don't allow that many assists either the steals that's up there I think they were on uh, top 10 or top 15 in terms of allowing steals to that point guard spot yeah. so Kyrie Irving isn't necessarily known as a defensive guy but it might be production that you would otherwise not be expecting from him right All right. Well, I guess that does it for our Wednesday night game slate as far as going through injuries. Before we get to the road aware optimizer lineup, let's first get a word from DraftEasy. We know how frustrating it can be to play in DFS tournaments only to be dominated week in and week out by the Sharks and pro players. Did you know 91% of the money is won by 1% of the players? Well, now finally we found a new daily fantasy game where you actually have a chance to win. With DraftEasy.com's rapid fire game, all you do is pick which player in five two-player matchups you think will score the most fantasy points. Get four out of the five picks right and triple your money. It's that Draft Easy. No salary caps, no math, no competition, just you against the house. Sign up at DraftEasy.com now with promo code RotoWare and get a free shot at $50. And check this out for RotoWare users, get at least one pick right and score $20 free. And for January, DraftEasy has a crazy deposit match bonus with no drip up to $100. Go now to DraftEasy.com. Fantasy sports made easy. Ben, we we did our Roto-Wire lineup last week, or I'm sorry, last Monday, based on two of our value plays. We kind of argued a little bit off the air as to which one of our value plays we went yeah. with. Of course, because I'm the host, and I can say DraftKings of points instead of FanDuel points. <laughs> True. Yes. I won out, and I got my two value plays that I want in my lineup. So I'll let you read through okay. what the DraftKings, or I'm sorry, the Roto-Wire optimizer lamp is for DraftKings.
2: Okay. So at point guard, it's going with Ben Simmons, um, 7600 against the Bulls. That's who I went with last week and he absolutely blew it yeah last monday absolutely yeah only had 20 DraftKings points so that was that was a tough one they're going back to it i like it i like his price like like he said he at the start of the season he was super expensive was dominating he's in a bit of a lull here lull here but that's that's what you're looking for when you're trying to grab that lowest price so i get it um then obviously jerry and grant who we talked about don't have to go too much into that. JJ Barea is one of their cheaper guys. No Devin Harris. I could see maybe it's a, a few more minutes there. Um, without without looking at this lineup at all, this is definitely paving the way for potentially
1: not just Anthony Davis or Marcus Cousins, but both of them. Am I correct in assuming that both are in this lineup? You are zero for two. Oh 0 for whoa. two. Yeah, a stunner for the RotoWire Optimizer lineup right here. Continue.
2: Definitely a couple expensive big men, um, but yeah, Barea is four thousand five hundred against the Rockets up tempo game. Then we got TLC. Talked about the bunch, thirty nine hundred, super cheap. They're going Blake Griffin at okay, power forward against fair. the Celtics,
1: Given his seventy point game last time out on Monday.
2: Yeah. I recognize where that's coming from. All right, he's nine thousand though. He's he's super expensive. Not that great of a matchup, I don't think. Um, they're going Dwight Howard at center. You, you mentioned right. him. There we go, um, go against to the Pelicans. Prepping me, okay. eighty two hundred. Um, they're going to Montrez Harrell, who you mentioned as one of those guys in that late game that you like. I I do as well. Getting up there in price, but no DeAndre Jordan. He's 4,700. Um, and then the last guy is Thad Young against the Suns. That's um, a, that, I mean, he's. 5,800. I'm pretty sure
1: I tried to petition for him to just be named Double Up because that, that's what he's great at. Right. He's fantastic yes. in Double Up situations. You're not going to be getting a lot of production from him as far as a ceiling, but the floor is so goddamn meaty that at times it yeah. works out for it. So I, I understand where Thad Young comes into play mm-hmm. as far as the Riddleware
2: Optimizer lamp. Your feelings overall looking at it, though? I. <laughs> I, I want to like it, but I don't. Again, I think it's because Simmons burned me. That's 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 where I'm hurting. <laughs> um, I also don't I don't like the the Griffin matchup against the Celtics. I don't think that's that's that great. I mean, if you look at power forward numbers, I think the Celtics are probably in the bottom half. Yes, they
1: certainly are. I mean, they they really have been well all season long in terms of allowing those power forward spots really out, and they're, they're middle of the pack. Looks like yeah, about dead center. The almost. Last five games that they've been a little bit higher than you'd expect by. It. Anticipate it's more based off the matchups than yeah. really anything that says. To do about their lineup overall?
2: Yeah, I would. I'd probably rather try and get up to Anthony Davis and, and, and you know hurt myself a little elsewhere. Um, go go a little cheaper elsewhere. I I, I just like Davis better than Griffin here.
1: Let's get to our lineups because I think there's some interest and really when we saw our FanDuel lamps they were always not not so much the same, but there was tough to di- differentiating. This case, given there's only nine games, I'm surprised by how different our lineups truly are. Yeah. I think that says something to really the variety of options you can use for Wednesday's nine game slate. So, as always, we'll have you read through your lineup first. We'll touch on some players that we haven't already talked about before as to reasons why you liked them. We'll do the
2: same for mine and then conclusion of show. Okay, perfect. Well, I'll go start off with a point guard, Chris Paul, against the Mavericks in 9,500 um, TLC. Against the Bulls, 3,900. TJ Warren against the Pacers, 7,000. Um, Aldridge, that big quick up-tempo matchup against the Grizzlies, yeah. mm-hmm. 8,400. Um, Rudy Gilbert uh, against the Pistons as my center option at 7,400. I'm going over to Junte Murray, taking over for Tony Parker against the Grizzlies, 4,800. going to Montrezl Harrell against the Celtics, 4,700. And good old B. Elitza against right. the trailblazers so
1: line up i think the two names i really want to pick out here and i suspect i know why you're going tj warren at seven thousand. Yeah, the pacers and that's simply because the matchup suns pacers and what warren can present scoring wise but we know the counting stats as far as rebounds and assists aren't always there right And at seven thousand, are do don't you feel like you're limiting your production a little bit as far as that other stuff
2: other stuff being the steals assists, blocks rebounds not really um I mean, maybe limiting myself, yes, in those categories, but what I think Warren can do scoring-wise in this sort of matchup, uh, I think it's an easy easy 30-35 base um, DraftKings floor for him. So I'm not too worried about that.
1: It's worth pointing out the Pacers a lot of third-most DraftKings points to the small forward spot. Whether Warren really plays small forward or not, I think that's kind of up in the air. It gravitates between shooting guard and small forward quite a bit when you watch those guys out there. Uh, most of that production actually comes from the blocks category. The Pacers allow the second most, well, I guess tied for first most blocks at small forward. And I think that's interesting. I I couldn't really put that together as to why one of them, maybe the small forward spot just takes bad shots at times. And, I don't know if Warren's going to be able to capitalize on that stat, though. It's not like he's a huge, hulking figure out there.
2: He had a big old two blocks against the Bucs uh, last time out He's he's easy line for for a few. All right, all
1: right, that's fair enough. And, of course, the points come as well. When you're a bad team as far as stopping the small forward spot, you're going to be along a lot of points, and that's what TJ Warren does best. I understand that. Lamarcus Aldridge is the other guy that I wanted to point out. And, again, it's it's not so much that it's a bad Well, I mean, it's not a great matchup because when you talk about the pace of the game, I understand that Aldridge is going to be scoring a lot of points. It's the 8,400 that you got to be like, huh, Blake Griffin just got 70 points two days ago. He's only $600 left or less, I should say. I feel like the floor of those two is pretty similar, whereas the ceiling leans more towards a guy like Griffin.
2: Yeah, I think that that's, that's definitely an argument to be made. I think this matchup specifically, though, is, is super beneficial for Aldridge. I mean, the, the Grizzlies aren't going to have Jermichael Green, their normal power forward starter. So Aldridge is going to be matched up against Gerald um, Martin, young, inexperienced guy. True. I didn't think about um, that So I could see him handling him pretty well. Obviously, you got Marcus Gasol in the lane, too, who's going to kind of clog it up there a little bit. Um, but I, yeah, I have no reservations. I think Aldridge is still a really good play against that, uh, against Martin and himself. That's an intriguing name. Honestly, I think that would be a utility spot play for
1: me if I was able to get the price savings up for that. So I'll just run through my lineup quick and we'll touch on the guys that really haven't talked about already and Grant 5,800, TLC 3,900. Those are two point guard shooting guard options. Bielitsa is still cheap enough for me to feel confident using at small forward. Dario Sark against the Bulls at 6,400. Ben, should I ask? Who allows the most points to the power forward spot on DraftKings, or do you might maybe already know? I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, I think I, it might be the Bulls. That's why Darius <laughs> has oh, okay, right. But also, did pretty darn good on Monday. Yeah. I think the floor that Sark presents, especially with Ben Simmons struggling, for whatever the reason, he's doing everything else, rebounds and assist, he's not getting the points. So I understand where the lineup optimizer is suggesting Simmons because he very well could get a triple double, which is going to trigger a lot of different category production for DraftKings. But Zark actually is a pretty guaranteed double double and I feel confident sixty four hundred he's gonna easily get forty points. I I, I think that's honestly the minimum of what he's gonna be able to do
2: yeah I was originally gonna probably hate on you for the price that I didn't like it but I mean he, he worked out on on Monday you, you got me there Absolutely. so I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate I, I think it'll be probably be a solid play and then
1: Dwight Howard we've talked about now a little bit as my center option at 8200 again I think that might actually be a sneaky sneaky play for double ups as far as you see Pelicans you see Anthony Davis to Marcus Cousins when in reality they actually allow a lot of points that center spot overall we know Dwight Howard is always good for a double double at my guard it's my highest priced t- player and we haven't really talked about this matchup at all and definitely bears mentioning damien lillard against the timberwolves finally your first time all-star just announced yesterday 8900 i recognize he's high priced give me lillard though who has been much more consistent than chris paul and oh by the way he's your favorite 600 savings less i love lillard and i think that he ends up being one of the better value high priced plays overall on wednesday's nine game slate
2: yeah i really don't hate this at, at all um, i think he, he's a pretty solid play you know he had 40 52 45 51 drafting points that's a ton um he's doing it pretty consistently i, I like that and i guess you're right he is fairly cheaper than chris paul so i get the intrigue there Especially, you know, the, the Timberwolves don't have Jimmy Butler, so they don't have their defensive stopper. They don't. I, I do like the play. I, I've. I'm, I'm I not. actually double dipped on this game, and this
1: is the one area that I think I'm going to change my lineup. It's going to be at the utility spot. I currently have Yusef Nurkic in there at 60 6600. He's very high priced. The Timberwolves allow enough points to the center spot where it makes sense. But it all comes from other production, not really scoring. Anthony Davis, I'm sorry, Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, for the most part, is okay as far as getting the rebounds and stuff. The scoring, Nurkic will do, but probably not enough to get to the high point of the 6,600. I'm waiting for some sort of injury to kind of even things out. However, I like my lineup in every other spot besides Nurkic. I think maybe if there's an injury that really makes sense, I'll take out Kyle Anderson, who's currently listed at 6,000, going against the Grizzlies. I like Anderson where his price is at, and I think the production mints he's going to get is fine. However, you could probably find somebody that gives you a similar floor yeah. without the higher ceiling, and that's where for lower price. So if I was going to try to transition maybe to a higher spot like Lamarcus Aldridge, I would need a guy like Kyle Anderson to be taken out of my lap and get rid of Nurkic.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's foul. Nurkic has just been so crazy inconsistent for me, where it's like I'm I'm way too afraid to to touch him. I mean, especially at 6600. Yeah, yeah, just too too inconsistent. Yep, and I
1: agree with you. I mean, I honestly think in a tournament setting, that's not a bad play because people are going to think what you think. I'm like, oh yeah. He's been really consistent, but he's done well when he's done well. Right, right. Yeah. It's a matter of getting on when he does well. Right. That's, what, yep. that's coming to play. So uh, that would be the one lineup change. Of course, you can see if we make any changes on our Twitter handles. Of course, we'll be tweeting out closer to the 7 o'clock Eastern time tip off. I neglected to do that Monday, uh, which would have been great because I could have had Craig Monroe and Anthony Davis in there. But hey, <laughs> I still had 290. So we got to take take care of that, at least for sure where the points go. Um, that does it for us on the Wednesday NBA DFS podcast. We'll be back again
2: Monday, I think. That's Monday, not yeah. the All star game, right? No, no, we still got a couple weeks. a Couple weeks. I yet? think it's not till uh, mid February. I
1: need the all star games. Man. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting exhausted here. We need the break. All right. Well, we'll be back again Monday. Talk more NBA DFS. Hopefully, Ben will figure out how to say DraftKings points instead of Fanduel points by then. But uh, we'll see how it goes, and we'll talk to you again again Monday. Monday.